This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. And one. What up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom. And I've got my very good friend here, uh, the Oakland nominated uh, co host of the show, Mr. Will. Will, how are you seeing friend? I forgot I was an award nominated co host. Thanks for reminding me, Tom. You know, you know, it's. Uh... It's the least I could do. I mean, it's it's the the one thing we can hang our hand hang our hats on here at uh, Ring of Honor Revelry. So, and Tom and I both need haircuts, so we both need a place for our hats. That was funny. Well done. Well done. Right uh, there, we go. You're welcome. Thank and, you. Uh, Good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and uh, this is a segue for later on the show, but I don't need a haircut. Will I need lots of them cut? <laughs> oh, there it is. Classic. And if you want to find out what the segue is, you got to tune in a little bit later to find out what I'm talking about. And the funny thing is, the person I stole that joke was my fucking high school fucking health teacher. So, and he was on, uh, him and his family were on um, Family Feud a couple years ago. They did pretty well. So, that's not the right show, but you know. Yeah, it's all off, so. That price is right, mate. No, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, apologize for last week. I, you know, I just, I don't know, I was scatterbrained. And uh, so, Will, thanks for getting me through the episode. But we will do, uh, in the spirit of that, we will do all of the questions of honor, uh, dishonor right off the bat. Uh, so, Brundon, my friend, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't have to listen all the way through to this episode, uh, because we're gonna do them all right now. Um, do we, do we, are we doing, do we want to do Brundon's first? You know, I think we will. With since, the, with the- since, since we're already we're already cracking jokes. Yeah. Oh. Hold on. Let's try that again. There it is. <laughs> Smokus is looking at me like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" <laughs> I'm done, song Smokes. Do you have a question for Dishonor? She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, motherfucker." My cat Smokus says the word motherfucker more than any other cat I've ever met, Will. Just in case you're wondering. He sounds just like Samuel L. Jackson, too. It's crazy. True. Every time my brain... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Brendan's question. Do you have it up? Brendan wants to know who in Ring of Honor has got the best dad jokes. Now, I neglected, I thought about 
going through the whole episode for, for Christmas, my mom got me this little like deck of cards thing, but it's every single thing, every card on it has a dad joke on it. So I could have just gone through the whole episode throwing yeah. in jokes, but I, I do want to, sh- I, I, I will share my favorite joke with, with you and the audience here. All right. Then. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? I don't know, Will. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? If it had more than that, it'd be a sedan. That's really bad, Will. <laughs> so good. My my answer is Caprice Coleman. I bet Caprice Coleman could oh. deliver a serious, straight-faced dad joke. You'd just be like, sir, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. And he'd walk away, slap, and he'd be like, got him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's tough because he comes up every week, but I mean, he's got like 14 kids. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's tough. <laughs> and you know, it's not, it's tough not picking Mark Briscoe. I mean, he's, it'd be like the, I don't know if you've seen him, there was a guy that would pop up on like the Instagram reels where he's in front of like this like flock of turkeys. I don't know if they're considered a flock when you have like a group of turkeys, but it would be timed out where he'd say the joke and they'd all go like, like at the same time after. So I can just picture Mark like, guys, how about this one? I got it. (laughs) Oh, we got we. uh, If I only knew how to do technology, um, that's funny because I Mark Briscoe be like, why? Why the chicken cross the road? Hey, you come back here. Um. Well, wait. Something about the Umbrella Academy. They have a release date for the new Umbrella Academy. August last season comes out in August. Oh shit! Nice. Um, a group of turkeys. Yeah, because it's really random. So where we live, I mean, we're in the city. Um, but we're like on the outskirts of the city. But there's all these wild turkeys that just hang out. Like they're at the at, uh... all the time. It's. It's hilarious, and they always. My come first to- college, there was like an emergency, like group chat that you, you just like your phone would start blowing. Everybody's like, "Stay inside." The turkeys are rolling through, and you look out the window, and you just see like these big old bastard bitchy birds, like walking like their talons on the ground, like spurs, like clink, clink, clink. It's like not going outside. There's fucking turkeys out there. Look at them all. It was enough turkeys, like where you couldn't go outside. I mean, you could, but like there was a lot of them. Wow. Yeah. Cause so, depending on if you drive through uh, Chester, New Hampshire at the right time of the year, odds are you're going to have to stop for the turkeys. That's and they don't rush to get out of the road either. Huh. Yeah. Here it's, I mean, probably, I mean, like, I think the most we've seen is like five or six or seven, but yeah, they're just walking through the, the parking lot of the grocery store. Um, I don't know. I'm a turkey whisperer. One time, Faith and I are at a date at one of those, you know, they have the, the zoos were, uh, they have injured animals. So it's not like a zoo yep. zoo. Um, but yeah, I was de- definitely the, the turkey whisperer and chicken whisperer over there. So, um, but, uh, so just for the record, a group of turkeys called either a rafter or a flock, like you said. What to do if you find yourself among, among a bunch of wild turkeys? Drink fast. Well, come on, give me a... 
They can fly at 55 miles an hour? Oh. Some bitch. <laughs> they only live three to five years. Supposedly, Ben Franklin proposed, proposed the turkey as a national burger for a death before. I think that's been true or false, but it doesn't say what to do if you get attacked by wild turkeys. You gotta search yourself as the dominant turkey. You gotta search yourself on the pecking order to see the episode of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, but I mean, they're all over the place. And like I said, we're in a, I mean, we're in a pretty urban slash suburban area, so it's, we don't know where they came from, but yeah, they're they're famous. So I think um, the city had to shoot a couple of them, and that was like a big ordeal, but um, yeah, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be tough not to see Mark Briscoe just, you know, busting out dad jokes. Um, you know, Caprice Coleman's absolutely perfect. I mean, Steve Carino. Yeah, but I think I'm, I'm going to stick with Mark. I mean, I know he's often an answer here, and uh, he's obviously the national charger, but I think we got another another $5,000 idea. I'm just double-checking our text, because did Brundon have an answer? I don't remember seeing an answer. No. From Mr. Brundon. We got some. We got some pizza talk, some limp biscuit talk, hmm. some yaya yas. Talk about. Oh, so here it is. He was torn between three guys: Mark Briscoe, Nigel, and Carino. Ah, Nigel. Well, yeah, congratulations on raising so much money in your diet too. By the way, we didn't even talk about that, but. Yes, uh, the Franklin County Freezers in their supposedly final uh, final run of being a fundraising team for Special Olympics Vermont raised about twelve hundred dollars. Nice. Yeah, next year. Or no, twelve thousand. Wait, twelve thousand or twelve hundred? Twelve thousand. It was twelve. Twelve thousand because my stepmother raised eight thousand on her own. Jeez. Um, and yeah. I raised a little over 500 because the minimum you have to raise is 500. Um, yeah, if you do that next year, let me know. I mean, we'll definitely send some ducats your way. So, so hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into it, starting potentially doing my own team. Okay. Um, on March 2nd, I'm also doing the doggy paddle plunge, which is a fundraiser for the New Hampshire SPCA. Okay. Uh, Brittany signed me up to go in and uh said oh good i got good thing you got that day off so uh you can go in the water and i said oh i didn't realize this was a solo venture for me can you uh can we donate on march 1st so that one i think i haven't looked into that one as much it's that i think you there's like links on their page to do donations if you go to the nhspca website but like i don't have like a fundraising oh, okay. page because you have the option of you have the option of just going in to like do the plunge and have fun or whatever and there's like a luncheon if you raise so much money they give you like you can you know, like a shirt and like a hat and stuff like that So I'm just going in. I'll go in with my shirt that Brittany got me for Christmas. That's one of those uh, 
you see in like the, the ads on Facebook where it's a picture of you know a white male with a brown beard and brown hair, and there's a cat on one side and a cat on the other side, and it says I didn't was I didn't choose to be a sexy two cat dad, but I am or something. Like that. I mean, I could have rummaged through the drawer to find it and actually read what it says, but. I'll either be wearing that or my shirt with India on it that my, my mom had made before we lost her. Aww. India. Aww. Well, speaking of animals, any, any of the high-fivers here listening in the Milwaukee area, a uh, good friend of the show, uh, well, friend of mine, I don't know if he listens to the show, he's really good. Uh, my good friend Steve and his wife, Brooke, are currently fostering a rescue dog uh, that could really use a home. Uh, dog's a great puppy. Beautiful looking dog. So, anybody that's interested, let me know. I will send you in the right direction. So, yeah, they they foster dogs, um, you know, so they don't get euthanized till they find their forever home. I could not do that, dude. I would want to keep all of them. Like, I, oh, I know. That's that's why we don't do such a thing. I'm like, you know, and like I said, you go and work at the stadium too. Like at the drive by the Humane Society, and people are just outside walking the dogs. And like, I couldn't do that. I just want to take them all home. Like we talked into one of the, we walked into one of the local animal shelters to have, you know, Chico's nuts snipped when he was a little kid, and I'm like, I want to take all these cats home with me. Oh, there was a while she would go, and be like, I'm just going to look. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. There is no just looking. No. So, but I'm very happy with the two cats we've got. So, you know, you know. Yeah, mine are all right. Chico likes to bust out the B-bombs and likes to call us motherfuckers. So. But Brendan, thank you, my friend. Obviously, uh, sorry it's a week late. Um, hopefully you're okay with uh, us doing a little earlier, but uh, yeah, I mean, we could, we should, uh, we should, it's another $5,000 idea. We should just get Mark and Carino and Caprice to, to do dad jokes. So. Alright, now that Brendan stopped listening, what an asshole. <laughs> That's I'm kidding. Yeah. Brendan's great. Yeah. We'll be pay- making an appearance. Whose question? Uh, let's do uh, yes. the newest member of uh, Visionaries Global Media, uh, Nattering with E in the Natterverse. Um, Woo! I didn't. I didn't have a cheering sound set up. I. I, I dropping the ball on these sound effects. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't have a great soundboard with boobies and other stuff like that. So <laughs> it was something else. Well, it's, yeah, it popped me. It popped me. The the soundboard pops me. It really does. Um, yeah. So I'm glad this is just an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Uh, it, you know, Eric's uh, the the newest member of uh, the Visionary Global Media family. Uh, we'll be dropping every Wednesday, uh, along with uh, yours truly's here, Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, even though I had two this week. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, what was Eric's question? Eric wanted to know if Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander won the titles at the end of 23 instead of breaking up, would they still have the belts today? As in today, as in 2024, or? As in, I... I... I read it as today. 
2024. I don't think they still have them as of today. But I think they would have held them until Cedric went to WWE, and then they would have to relinquish them because once they won them, they were never going to lose them. Um, yeah, that would have they would have changed the 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 future of wrestling, you know? Because I mean, the Young Bucks never would have got it at that point, you know. The Bristols wouldn't have got it back. Um, you know, War Machine never would have got it. So. Well, actually, Cedric, didn't he go to WWE after the Classic, probably? After the, he was signed, I think, during the Cruiserweight Classic. Okay. Isn't it crazy they couldn't get Zack Sabre Jr. signed? Yeah, it's probably better off, though. He can't call people the C-word nearly as much as he can being in New yeah. Japan. So He's so good. And he, he wouldn't have had that banger with I'll uh, I'll watch it when I sign up for New Japan World when Best of the Super Junior starts up again. I want to put myself through that disappointment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, the, my answer is no because any kind of like we're kind of seeing it with the Roman Reigns storyline, where like they're still kind of making it work, like. He's had that belt, what, two years? That's uh, almost four. Three years? Almost four years. Like, So, like, I'm kind of over it. I, like, I'm ready for the Roman Reigns title run to be over. Like, it's been a hell of a run. They've done a lot of cool stuff with it, but it's like they, they've kind of done everything they can do short of going through how this is going to break down. You know, he's only uh, a friend... Nick from uh, the Discord uh, said, "Like, oh, well, he only have to hold it another like how, like another four or five years to like hit Bruno's numbers." Like, no, 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 no. I'm still pretty confident. It's not good. I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You're, you're confident. I'm pretty confident they're going to have him beat Hogan. Um. But I don't know. I mean, because I thought they were going to try and kind of erase Hogan's memory, but obviously with him introing the Royal Rumble, maybe not as much. But I mean, to go this far and to lose it, you know, three months before breaking Hogan's record, I mean, if you can call it a record or whatever, I don't know. I don't know if I read this correctly or not, but I think Hogan defended that title like 400 times in the four years he had it. Roman Reigns has defended like 45. And don't get me wrong, I love Roman Reigns. I'm a big fan. I was happy for him. You know, seems like a good human being. Um, but he doesn't wrestle much. That, that Samoan boy, that Samoan boy named Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, back I mean, to- the thing is, Hogan probably defended it all the time on like house show circuits and like whenever he went through tours of like wherever. Yeah. I mean, Hogan was a fucking Hogan was a worker, man. I mean, say what you will, you know, wrestling. Oh, I got plenty to say, dude. Yeah, I think his kid got another DUI. I'm like, didn't he, didn't his kid kill somebody? Yep. Okay. Sure did. So, 
Ay, ay, ay. But um, all seriousness, I mean, you know, if they do take it, so you've got Red Dragon. Um, I mean, the Forever Hooligans, you know, the Wolves are gone. Um, the Young Bucks aren't around much. The Bravado Brothers are gone. Um, you know, who's taking it from, you know, CNC? War Machine. Yeah. That, uh, honestly, it's, you know, that would be an interesting matchup. We really never saw that. But uh, speaking of War Machine, um, I do have to apologize. We had a scheduling snafu. Uh, there actually was a pay-per-view that Will and I were supposed to review this week, uh, but I spaced it. Uh, so we will be doing um, something in San Antonio. I had it up. I actually started it. It's pretty good. Some wrestling in uh, State of the Art in San Antonio, Texas. So we'll be doing that next week just as a programming note. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think CC, let's, uh, we'll give them a year run, you know, with the, with the belt. That's and a long then, time. What's that? That's significantly, that's significantly longer than the reigns they've been doing up to this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they hadn't played Hot Potato with Red Dragon, they'd be on like nine months now, but. Um, but speaking of Red Dragon, so Adrenaline Rush does have a proof of ground match on this state of the art uh pay per view that we're about to watch, Will. So, just to give you a heads up, so and I don't, right. think, I don't think it's a TV taping, so we don't have to watch it twice like we're gonna have to do for this week. So, oh, ho, ho. you don't, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, thanks again, Eric, and let's say congratulations on. I'm joining VGM, so you can now catch Nattering on E on all podcast platforms. Um, and like Chad says, if Visionary, you can't find Visionaries Global Media on a pack, your podcast platform of choice, uh, let us know, and he will get you added. So, and Chad's man has a word on that way, so he's not fucking around. So, um, so I was thinking we could do a, a a Rob sandwich with an SJ filling. So we'll do Rob's first one, and then a second or a third. <laughs> And then uh, SJ and um, I can't believe I spaced it. SJ, thank you for sending out stickers uh, for getting the word out. So congratulations on your your promotion and social media manager of the Ring of Honor rivalry. Um, and stay tuned on this very feed. There might be some additional content with uh, your boy High Five Tom and SJ in the near future. So just throw it. Um, All right. So we'll start with Rob's older question. Yep. Please and thank you. With all the olive chat on episode 1.110, just putting it over again, that was our episode with Nick from None of My Friends Like Comics. Ciao. We we asked Nick if he liked olives, and he chose the right side. So with all the olive chat, if they remade Popeye, what 2014 Ring of Honor roster members would you cast as Popeye and olive oil? I feel like the obvious answer is Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, and then you have Kevin Steen looks just like Bluto. <laughs> That's a good polar, Will. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was kind of thinking Mike Elgin size wise, but I mean. 
Popeye's not big until he eats a spinach, huh? That's right. And I've been eating. He, he's got that one. Ma- he's got that one massive arm. Yeah, his cranking arm. Um, and I've been eating a lot. Well, I've been eating a lot of blended spinach this week. So, um, you you gotta like, you know, he's he crushes that can with his bare hand. It's like, you know, acres of spinach pours out of that can. It's like stewed spinach in there. He barely chews. He's just like swallowing it down. It's like, ooh. What are your thoughts on spinach, Will? Um, I love it. Is them. my preferred salad. It is my preferred salad green. Yeah, mine too. I just don't like it when it's cooked. I've come around on it cooked. It just it always breaks my heart a little. Or it's like you dump the container in the pan. The pan. You add a little heat, and then all of a sudden you have like a spoonful of spinach. <laughs> like your whole bag went to like that big. Um, you. You follow the recipe. It's like, why the hell is it want this much spinach? And then you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, I just, I don't know, something about the smell when it's cooked. I mean, I'll still eat it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, raw spinach all day. I get that. It's like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts taste really great, but sometimes how some people cook them, it's like this smells terrible. Mm. Yeah, see, we cook ours in apple cider vinegar, so sometimes people don't like that. Um, well, that sounds good. I haven't tried that. Yeah. Um. But I love cooked kale. So figure that out. Kale's- I'm not as big as a cook of a cooked kale fan. We tried the kale chips once, and I liked it when they were like just starting to get crispy, yeah. but they were still like soft. Yeah. Mm. But we there's this is a big kale household. You could not be in this household and not partake okay. in the kale. Okay, well, I, I knew we got along for some. That that forgives some of your your olive discretion. So, um, I mean Bennett and Maria. I mean it makes sense, but she's so skinny. Olive oil. She is very skinny. So is Maria Canellas. Yeah, she's fit. The, you, there's not a whole lot of options for women on this 2014. <laughs> We have on our roster. I'm like trying to go back. Romantic touch in Veda Scott. There's your other. <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah, because we know how much uh, Veda loves. Re- I mean, um, romantic touch. Yeah, and shouts out to Rhett Titus for retweeting our post about yeah, that was awesome. The romantic touch. Good job on that. That, Will. that made that made my day. Yeah, that was like I looked at it and I'm like, and I looked at the name. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Oh yeah. So we're getting some pub out there, Will. Um, and I don't know if you saw, but who's coming to AAW next Friday? Jimmy Jacobs is that is that the next Friday? Yeah. So I have to. So you you can get get your ticket. Front row is going to be sold out because Tom's going to have like the whole front row to himself, just ready, just to be in awe. So yeah, hopefully I get to give uh, Jimmy Jacobs a high five in real life. So give give him a Ring of Honor rivalry sticker. Yeah, oh totally. Hopefully, yeah. Like I should have given Roddy, and I totally spaced it. Um, yeah. Even though there's people in my posse that don't like uh, Jimmy Jacobs, but they are terrorists. So. Um, they're terrorists. 
they're terrorists. So yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Will, I mean, it's tough not to go with Mike Bennett and Maria. Um, I mean, I was thinking Prince Nana and and uh, Princess Mia. No. I swear when I draw a big person, I won't I mean, Truth Martini and Scarlet. You know, Truth Martini is kind of a wily little skinny little bastard. It definitely would not be Silesia. She is definitely not skinny. In a good way, by the way. No. Strong. Yeah, she's, yeah. I really wish, I know we'll get into it later, but I really wish they would have kind of given her some legs, like playing the whole China role. Yeah, it was in the you know in the ring body slamming motherfuckers, you know. It would have been cool if she could have had like a match because they've done a like, a couple of women's ah have they done any women's not this year they haven't no they had it's been a while since they had just like a, a straight up women's exhibition match but it's like, it would have done her a lot of good. Have her tussle with like either you know some scrub or you know bring in. Have her throw down with a mischief, right? And be like, oh, she beat mischief. Mischief's the number one woman in this division. Ooh, Silesian mischief would have been fucking baller. Really, I think that's really the only woman that we've seen on TV that could really scrap. I mean, maybe Athena? Athena but... or uh, who's, who, who's uh, she teamed with Eddie Edwards? You, you liked her. She, oh. she trained at WWE. Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Del Rey. Ooh, that'd be sweet. She's a bad bit in a good way. Ooh, come and say hi to Uncle Will. Oh, she's like, I got things to do. Um, so yeah. Right. SJ's question. Oh, I'm sorry. You, let's, let's put a. Oh yeah. So yeah. Put a, a tooth a toothpick in this olive question. Ah. <laughs> So Will's got Michael Bennett and Maria, and I'm going to go with Truth Martini and Scarlet for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Brandon, when you listen to this, make sure you text us and then let's start rock and rolling on this Twitter Women Women of Honor tournament. So, SJ wanted to know if we're going to give uh, Ring of Honor roster members the. Uh, the cereal gimmick, mm. and they're going to have their their faces on the box of cereal. Who's getting the cereal deal, and what cereal? Hmm. Why do I just? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. Well, I mean, you can put like, do you want to go? Do like, do you want to go serious or do you want to go funny? Right? Because like, if you want to give somebody like the Wheaties treatment, like you're gonna pick somebody who's like Michael Elgin, like a Michael Elgin at this time, maybe a Chris Hero. Yeah, I mean, Adam Cole's really good looking, so you could put Adam Cole like on, uh, you know, on some, you know, on some Honey Nut Cheerios. But I'm gonna go with Kevin Steen on a Fruit Loops box. I'm down for it. I mean, Kevin Steen's just a fun dude in the RL. Seems like 
And Fruit Loops seems like a, a fun cereal, so I'll go with Kevin Steen. I mean, obviously, Elgin and the Wheaties box is pretty obvious, uh, but I'll go with Kevin Steen and, and Fruit Loops. Yeah. So I'm, I'll take the low hanging fruit, right? Because I bet you Mark Briscoe could sell me in an advertisement on some cereal. Mark Briscoe could sell me some fucking cookie crisp. You know what I'm saying, Tom? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big. Jay, all the people in the world can see that you're the real world heavyweight champion. But can you see why kids love cinnamon toast crunch? I could see, uh, I could see Mark doing, uh, yeah, Rice Krispies. Sam Crackle Pop. God, I miss cereal. Do you eat a lot of cereal? I used to. Yeah. Not as much anymore. Every now and then I'll get some. It's kind of more of like a treat because I eat volume. Yeah. I got this big old, like, it was like a four pound bag of Reese's Puffs a while ago. Ooh. That was a lot of cereal I got, but I'm a big fan of the, the, the cocoa, the cocoa pebbles. Mm, yeah, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't drink normal milk, but it's really good with almond milk. I mean, yeah, honey nut Cheerios and some some chocolate silk. We'll throw a little peanut butter and some honey and extra honey in there. Mm. Brittany likes to do the Lucky Charms with the chocolate milk. Interesting. I also am a fan of, I mean, listen, I used to eat anything, but I used to really like shredded mini-wheats, frosted shredded mini-wheats. Really? Oh, yeah. Loved them. Definitely not gluten-free. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Fruit Loops are good. I used to, I used to fuck around fruit tricks. Yeah. They get like the kicks. Kicks like, kicks aren't great, but sometimes it just it hits just right. Yeah. The yeah. peanut butter crunch, Captain Crunch. What was Tony the Tiger? He was a uh, frosted, frosted flakes. flakes. Yeah. yeah, no, I was I was all about hunt. Yeah, I used to eat yeah, honey nut Cheerios in my jam years. Can't can't go wrong with honey nut Cheerios. I don't want to stop. To, I mean, Faith can't eat cereal. Doesn't really agree with her. So I'm about to die. Um, and I mean, I can drink milk. It's just I get super, super farty, which is saying a lot coming from me. Some farty in general. That's a problem. Me in uh, Wisconsin, right? A lot of a lot of dairy, a lot of cheese. You ain't kidding, my friend. You ain't kidding. So, um. All right, so we got Michael Elgin doing Wheaties. We got Mark doing pretty much any kind of fucking cereal. Whatever you want to market to kids, Mark Briscoe is your guy. I, I think, I mean, as much as I'd love to hear Mark Briscoe yell, Cookie Crisp, I think I'd have to go Mark Briscoe and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. And we got Kevin Steen and Fruit Loops. And one serious one. What could well Adam Cole's a good looking dude. He's kind of got that. Ced Cedric Alexander. I think Cedric Alexander will look good on like a Wheaties box or a box of life. CNC Russell Factory on the box of life. Yeah. God, the shit of possibilities are endless. Truth Martini could be on like Raisin Brand or something. You know, just yeah. 
I I liked uh, I like well I liked Raisin Bran, but then think about it like I don't really think there's a cereal I didn't. Right, I I would eat anything. Like there are things I like more than others, but like, I would eat anything. Yeah. Oh man, I miss cereal. I'm gonna have to go buy some cereal next week. Cereal. Shouts out, Joe. Joe, I hope you're listening, yeah. Asian Joe. That you're Asian Joe. Re- retweet us whenever we put something on Twitter, and you uh, you let us know what you think. Ring of Honor wrestler cereal sponsorship. That's a good call. Yeah, I mean Joe's a fucking cereal expert, and if you're not, he watching- he, he is the cereal expert. He's got his own blog about it. Yeah, so if you're not following Agent Joe, Agent Joe, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I believe his last one was about filled. It was tricks, right? It was like a filled tricks. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. If I could see Agent Joe in the real life sometime this summer, trying to make a trip to Nebraska, so. Ugh, Nebraska. Nebraska's not bad. Better than Delaware. I've never, I've, I've never been. Yeah, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. My uh, the the unified sports team through Special Olympics that my high school had went to Nebraska because that's where the national games were, and they were chosen to represent the state of Vermont. That's cool. I wonder if it is yeah. about, maybe it's because it's so central because they have the Little League World Series in Nebraska too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's probably smack dab in the middle of the country, so. Yeah, I got a. Uh, yeah, I got ripped off by a seventeen-year-old runaway, and uh, on the freeway just east of Omaha, Nebraska. And another life. It's also a Bob Seger lyric, by the way, minus the being ripped off by a seventeen-year-old runaway. But you didn't know that, Will, huh? I haven't heard that story, but seventeen-year-old Tom, listen, I don't want to get us canceled. Oh no! Yeah, I was I was working for Shock Electronics and I was selling electronics out of the trunk of my car. Legally, by the way, barely illegally. Yeah. Hey, whatever, whatever. What what are they going to do? Come back after you? Yeah, well, that's funny. You got all this knockoff shit that you're selling out of the trunk of your car for, you know? Yeah, we sell Rockwood speakers, so we tell people it's a mixture of Kenwood and Rockwood Bosque. Yeah, driving around with all this electronics in the back of your car—that doesn't look suspicious at all, does it? But the learning experience. Damn. Yeah, I gotta do a podcast about all my jobs one of these days. So. Um. Yeah. Obviously, thank you, uh, SJ, um, our social media manager. And uh, sorry, I completely spaced the fact that you. Uh, um. Yeah. Did a um. Yeah, check out SG's Twitter as she's doing a, she's handing out some Ring of Honor Revelry stickers. And Eric, I swear you're going to get your t- stickers sooner than later. I do apologize about that. So, All right. We're going to close out these questions of Dishonor with a final question from Rob with the talk about Road Rage from episode 111. In the spirit of Ronnie Pickering's viral road rage video, who from ROH 2014 is most likely to say, 
don't you know who I am? Someone that obviously doesn't know who they are. Did he post a video with that? He did. Okay. I gotta see this. Well, I think um, the the first person that came to mind, and keep in mind, this is actually strictly in character. Um, I think it'd be a good like in character move. Would be um, Adam Cole. I could see like Adam Cole like in character, or Matt Taven actually. But I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. I, I could see Matt Taven peeling around uh, <laughs> Shinito, as I was informed. I always said Shinetto, like the the GPS said, but I was informed that <laughs> the true dairy residents call it Shinito. Yeah. So I could see Matt Taven whipping around on his Honda Civic, whatever he was driving back then. Probably a Honda Civic. <laughs> but uh, I can see Truth Martini right in the full get up and all the regalia like don't you know who I am yep it's like no get away from this high school you creep shut shit um in real life Matt Hardy oh yeah totally you know, I feel like he's there's so much just pop culture like zeitgeist now as far like with like the Hardy Boys and stuff. But maybe maybe Jeff out of the two would be the more recognizable because everybody loves the the dance, the down down man. You remember the campaign he did where he was, when he was big money Matt and he was saying you guys should give me more money because I already have plenty, but I need more money. No, but I can only imagine. So good. That's using impact, right? Yes. Good old Matt Harvey. Yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned, I could totally see Matt Harvey doing that in real in, in real life. What we all see on the roster seems pretty mellow. I want to say Nigel, but maybe that's just a, a you know a slight at you know British people. No way to go. Carino, you know, Carino again, kind of more of like a humorous thing. It's like, don't you know who I am? It's like, no, buddy, get out of here. Like, move along, sir. It's like I'm, I'm Steve Carino. Yeah. And that's not a slight on all of our our UK listeners either, by the way. So. Try to drive on the left side, the right side, left they, side. They do that in the Virgin Islands too, man. It was fucking crazy. Like they even have to put it in your rental car that you know which side of the road to drive on. That's uh, I think that's what sh- what shocked me more is not that necessarily that learning that they drive on the opposite side, or maybe we drive on the opposite side, but the fact that they're the only ones who do it. Like you go to other like mainland European countries. And they drive on the right side with the right side of the road. Yeah. Crazy shit. Um, one. Uh, yeah, I can see, I mean, Carino being, you know. I mean, I can see Kevin Steen doing it jokingly, too. Well, actually, you know, it would be fucking perfect. 
Oh, I figured this out. Sammy Zayn, circa 2013. Because no one would know who he was because he's out from Jericho. Rumor has it. What? I mean, um, I mean, his brother out from Jericho. Wow. Next thing you're next thing you're gonna tell me that Rhett Titus is the romantic touch. I mean, well, you know, Beta Scott would have you believe that, but uh, Will, that's actually listen. Veda Scott is A plus, but I think she's off the mark on this one. Yeah, that's a good segue, Will. But before we segue, um, obviously, thank you to all the high fivers uh, for all the great questions. Um, We appreciate, uh, yeah, all of our our international fans. Um, We, you know, need to spread the word out throughout the world of Ring of Honor revelry. Um, But uh, yeah, Canada, you guys got it down. Austria. Crotzo's got it locked down. Rob's got the uh, got England, almost at the UK, but that's not a thing anymore, right? Brexit and all that. Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, yeah, Brandon's holding it down in uh, in New Jersey, which is pretty much a foreign country. So, got fired. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. 
What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. But, yeah, but we've got some Ring of Honor TV uh, to discuss. Um, speaking of Veda Scott and the Romantic Touch. Um, but first... Smoke, it's okay. We're road raging. We're road raging again. If, in case you didn't watch Wrestling's Finest already, you're in luck. You got to watch the whole show for free on TV. Um... But actually, not the whole show. No, because as we discussed uh, last week, there was supposed to be Paul London versus Roderick Strong, but he got dinged up when he wrestled AJ Styles. So they threw on Cedric and uh, Everett. So that match did not get re-aired. No. Or the um, Steen Kyle O'Reilly match. No. Some so two matches out of however many you know you can still go back, sign up for nine 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 a month for your honor club and go back and watch Wrestling's Finest from twenty fourteen. And I'm assuming that they're not going to go back and do uh, just two matches, but you never know. Uh I hope not. They're probably going to show us matches from uh, that other event that were. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because for... they're not mentioning. Sir, they haven't. I don't think they mentioned TV taping anywhere, so I think they had one in that. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll, we'll I guess we'll find out next week. Um, but they're still in Pittsburgh, like Will said. Obviously, this is from the TV taping. Um, but as mentioned, we have the romantic touch versus Michael Bennett. Um, and obviously it's Bennett Maria, and uh obviously um you know, Will and I discussed this uh, with Nick, and uh Nick did a better job than both of us uh that time, but um, I do have some additional notes. Uh, Will, did you rewatch this match at all? Tom, I rewatched. Uh, I rewatched it all. My my takeaways. I mean, obviously, Veda is great. I love that she's not playing along, and she's like, "That's right, Titus." Kevin Kelly and Karina are like, 
Veda. Like, you're you're so off the mark on this. She's like, he's like, he's got a tattoo. Titus doesn't have a tattoo. So the tattoo moves every week. And later on in the match, she's yelling at him. And he's like, your tattoo's gone. Where'd it go? Oh, that was great. And he's got RT on his trunks. Um, yeah. But uh, Randy Touch comes down with a box of what is revealed to be the chocolate for the ladies. Yeah. What's in the um, box? What's in the box? And he's going to take on Boston's own Mike Mike, Bennett. Michael Bennett. Remember, not Mike Bennett. He's Michael Bennett now. And Because uh, he's serious. He's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and Maria says uh, there's a misunderstanding of women and having power in professional wrestling. And Carino responds to that. But she says that she's not afraid of being in the ring. She's not afraid of people like the romantic touch who feel like they need to be all over women. She's not afraid of people like Kevin Steen. She's like, I'll take a pile driver. And then I'm pretty sure Karina made a joke about, oh, not that kind of pile driver. And it's like, oh, woof. Well, (laughs) I will take whatever people give me. Yep. She's going to. Give all the power, take all the power. And that Mike Bennett's got a new finishing move that she taught him in the bedroom. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if she said that on purpose or if she was playing to, you know, the the, the crowd or whatnot. But uh, I did like, you know, we talked about this with Nick, obviously. But, uh, you know, Bennett talk, takes a shot at CM Punk, um, obviously right there with uh, saying he's better than the best. and then Better uh, than the best in the world. Yep, and then uh, two two days later, Sam- and he's uh, and he's going to start taking whatever he wants. Yeah, and uh, two two days later, CM Punk is uh, wrestles his last match in the WWE for ten years. Uh, so I thought that was kind of serendipitous. Um, but all in all, um, obviously, you know they talk about Artie Evans being twenty three and all. Um, you know, the end of the match, Maria gets on the apron, distracts, you know, romantic touch. Gives them the chocolate. Oh, she's she she's doing the the grinding and all that jazz. It's like um, he offers her chocolate. She 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 flips the box up into his face. I mean, romantic touch has a hell of a drop kick. Yeah, weird. It's un it's untouchable. Nobody else in Ring of Honor has a drop kick quite touch. Red Titus was pretty close, but I I don't know. I think I might have to give the edge to the romantic touch. Um. You know, I do love the seven reference seven references here, obviously, with uh you know, the what's in the box. You've seen that movie, obviously, right? Well Oh love that movie. You know what? Uh not to be this guy, but I saw that movie in the movie theater. Oh, good for you. I probably like five when that movie came out, Tom. I was gonna say four, but you know. Um and I did not know the scene with the guy that's been laying in bed for a year. Um so watching that and everyone in the fucking movie theater um, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the movie, uh, tune uh, you know, hit fast forward here fifteen seconds. But when that dude pops up, the whole fucking theater fucking jumped, man. It was great. It was, it was awesome. Definitely one of my favorite movie experiences. Uh, but in the, in the end, will um, you know Michael? Bennett, much uh, much much better crying at the end scene than the mist. Think so? What's in the box? Um. But uh, come on! <laughs> but uh, 
You know, Bennett's got which I found that too. I found my for those of you who listened to my or not to my to our episode about watching the mist. I said that I couldn't find my copy of the mist that Tom had found at a video store and sent to me. Are you gonna well, now? I have found it. Are you gonna watch in black and white? Maybe if we do another episode about the mist and we bring on some other people, I would rewatch it in the black and white to get the the original. It's it's a little too close to the last time I've watched it to be like I'm gonna sit down and watch it again. Okay, I'll give a couple because we I do have a third for our roundtable by the way. So um, let me know when you're ready. This is gonna be like a running thing. We're gonna put out like Ring of Honor's like crossover with the Mist merchandise. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it makes sense, right? Um, yeah, in brightest days, I mean, if you get a, a mock up of that, that'd be sweet. Um, but yeah, Bennett finishes, uh, shows off his new finishing move uh, that Carino states has never, ever been seen before. Um, and of course, I missed And it. Kevin Kelly wouldn't wouldn't say what it is. Like, you know what that is. You know who does that move. And I didn't. And but, you uh, me on who that was. So. The Anaconda Vice. That's a C. That's a Phil Brooks signature move. I've never actually seen CM Punk use it, but was his finisher in the video game. Interesting. Okay. Well, he can't get hurt in a video game, so. Ooh, shots All right. I, I, I keep seeing that video of Drew when he's in the the gym. He's like, oh, I'm going to work out those triceps. It's like, this dude comes out and says, I prayed for you to get hurt, and it happened. Now he's trolling. Oh. He's got his cat and is watching his workout. I. Much love. Did uh, did you see uh CM Punk at the WrestleMania press conference thing? No, I a little bit, kind of. So he responded a lot to some of the stuff The Rock was saying, but I guess he also said something like, when uh, somebody was in the basic, like, oh, if they were in the back and they got they got my face, he's like, I punch him in the face. Everybody's like, excuse me. Here we go again. It's like Phil. You're like Phil. No, don't, don't, just don't forget about it. It's done and over with. Anthony Khan is sinking AEW on his own. He doesn't need you to, yeah, to bring it up. Um, but uh, at the end of Will, I mean, let's rewatch this match. Was really good, actually. I mean, obviously, these both are very good at what they do. Um, you know, and uh, you know, the romantic touch, you know, hopefully, uh. You know he's not in limbo here, so we kind of know what happens here in the future. But I really enjoyed this the the match the second time rewatching it. So obviously predictable, but uh, but after that, Phil, we got a quick uh, Briscoe's promo. I guess Bane doesn't want any. Maybe we'll have more candy, more treats. What a main event though, still to come. I can't wait. That's my main event. Tonight's the night, man. Tonight's the night. The first chance I get my opportunity to get my hands on Matt Hardy. Hey, Jay, Jay, my shoulders. Yeah, but it's not just Matt Hardy. It's two tag teams in there. It's three more people as well as Matt Hardy. And each and every one of you. Hey, the Briscoe Brothers is back, baby. We got one party all day. Hey, this damn tag both team. Both teams. Man. All four of them. It's Hardy Cobb, baby. Hell, your hero. It don't matter who it is. We whooping ass. Them boys is back. Ah! Athletes. That will thrill you. 
competition that will amaze you. It's that will blow you away. This is action. This is wrestling. This is Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, just another quick Briscoe's promo. I mean, Mark and Jay being Mark and Jay. Um, but only two matches this week, this week, Will. Yeah, they gave us the main event in in, uh, in full. You know, we, we've been talking in previous episodes how they were doing four matches. Now they've only done two. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Chris Hero and Michael Elgin uh, versus uh, the Briscoes. Um and I, I listen. I missed the first time, but did they say this is the first time they've teamed up in over a year? Yes. Wow. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, I, I guess you know. Now, and now looking at it, it's like, huh. Their their last tag team venture was probably something against, um, like Red Dragon or the Wolves or something. Wait, yeah, because Jay won the title in April, right? Or. July. I believe it was April, and then he lost it, or he had to vacate it not long after that. Yeah, well, yeah, because the tournament ended in September, but yeah, so it's been a year. I, yeah, I didn't catch it the first time. You know, and once again, like we talked about, let's said if uh, whoever, if somebody pins or submits Adam Cole, uh, they get a, a future title shot. Um, and this is an elimination uh, six-man or three-way tag match, but um, I had to crack up here. I missed this the first time, too. Carino said if he had a kid, he'd, be, he'd name him Adam Cole Matt Hardy. Um, you know, lots of fun stuff. Um, there's that one spot. I mean, you forget. I mean, Chris Hero, that dude works fucking stiff. Um, it's good to have him back. I mean, there's that one spot where Mark was around the ropes. And fucking Hero just booted him in the boot and fucking Mark just lost his shit. Um, but then uh, in between here, we had a commercial break. Uh, but we actually missed this on last week's TV episode. Uh, but Jay Lethal welcomes AJ Styles home. Um, AJ gets on the mic and says, you know, it's good to be back home, blah, blah, blah. So I'm wondering if he's, he's taking a shot at impact there. Um, you know, and AJ's here in the game. But uh, in two weeks, will we get uh, AJ Styles versus Jay Lethal? Oh, boy. Two former Impact stalwarts, though. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, like we talked about, you know, Elgin Hero worked pretty good for a good team. Um, I did like the dynamic of uh, the two teams at one point working together to beat up um, Adam Cole and Matt Hardy, because obviously they're the bad guys. Um, you know, Elgin had his delayed suplex, uh, but Adam Cole booted him in the, in, the, in the stomach during that was a good touch. Um, you know, Cole and Hardy pulled some trickery. Um, but Marcus pinned with a nasty stupid kick combo. Um, and the Briscoes are eliminated. But however, Will, my friend, Mr. Jay Briscoe did not go quietly. No, he's, he's going to get a couple of shots in before, uh, before he leaves. And, uh. Security has to separate him. I didn't recognize any of the security people. I didn't either. Um, you know, and then, um. One thing about Chris Hero's game I, I didn't mention last time is I always enjoyed his, his cravat moves. Like, he hit that spinning cravat thing from the second rope on Matt Hardy. I'm like, oh. 
Um, oh, yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah. You know, uh, but in the end of the match, Elgin gets Adam Cole alone, uh, beats the piss out of him. Uh, but Elgin gets knocked out of the ring, but not before Chris Hero can tag in. Um, Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise, but Hero fakes him out. Uh, and then Hero puts him on his shoulders. I was like, what are, what are you, you can do a one-winged angel? Uh, but then he threw him off his shoulders and fucking hit him with that elbow in the back of the head. I don't know how I missed that the first time. That was a wicked fucking... Yeah, I don't... Why, why he picks him up on his shoulders just to, like, drop him back down on the ground. Well, he dropped him so he could nail him with that elbow. And he did. I know, but why pick him up on your shoulders if why not just like ripcord him or something? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to be something fancy. Maybe he's trying to pull, you know, you know. Um yeah, I like the finish. Um you know, and now uh, um so it appears so I don't know if they actually mentioned this, but they did mention it on uh the new one. So Chris Hero gets his title shot at the anniversary show coming up here in a couple weeks. So Yes. Um, but yeah, Hardy and Cole um, jump hero, but Elgin uh, gets in for the save. Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, they shake hands. Obviously, Michael Elgin, you know, they they keep dangling that carrot in front of him. Um, but yeah, alas, another title shot slips through his fingers. So yeah, we get Adam Cole and uh, Matt Hardy, or Matt Hardy, Adam Cole and uh, Chris Hero um, main eventing the anniversary show. Um, Will, is there anything? Um, News on, on the rewatch that you noticed? I noticed a bunch of new things. I missed a bunch of stuff the first time. I, overall, I picked up on a little more stuff, whether it be like commentary stuff or stuff in ring, than the last time we watched this. So, I mean, this was this was a fun watch. I thought I found this match a little more engaging, watching it as the, the part of a TV episode as opposed to being the end of a three-hour pay-per-view. Yeah, kind of surprising that the Briscoes were the first ones out, but at the same time they hadn't had to be, right? Because they're not, they're not really part of the story, right? No. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, interesting. I mean, they they skipped some matches from TV, so I don't know if they're gonna, you know, I don't think they're gonna go back. But uh, yeah, all in all, this kind of on the on the rewatch, this is a lot of fun. So. Like I said, that Red Titus Michael Bennett match was a lot better the second time around too. It's so last week when I pulled up the the factoids about Paul London supposed to be there or not, there was also rating matches on the card. Like you know, like oh, I give it this many stars, I give it this many stars. They hated the romantic touch Michael Bennett match. They said it was a waste of Michael Bennett. Interesting. Yeah, I, you know, the romantic touch slash, well, I mean, let's face facts. I mean, it's Rick Titus under a mask, but, you know, after Kenny King leaves, he's really in limbo for like 10 years. I mean, until he gets that TV title, I mean, he was the last, you know, Ring of Honor TV champion. Um, no, it wasn't TV title. He had the pure tip. Yeah. TV title. Okay. Yeah. Um, At the very end, then he lost to Minoru Suzuki. No, yeah, and then started, you know, Samoa Joe's legendary run. But um, yeah, I really, I mean, yeah, for for you know, even though we saw all these matches, 
Um, another fun watch. You know, and it's, it's good to see. Yeah, it was, it was all definitely enjoyable in the rewatch. Just a drag that, you know, if in real time we were watching this, we would have shelled out the money for this iPay-Per-View just to get pretty much the whole thing back for free. Yeah. So yeah, not a not a terrible offering for this episode of Road Rage. No. You know, it's Road Rage Will. Yeah, and like Rob said, you know, if you don't get these iPay-Per-Views, I mean, these are probably much more beneficial to those folks, but it's like, you know, if, if, I, if I was dropping my hard-earned money at the time, and for me, I wouldn't have had a lot of disposable income. I would have been a little salty if I paid for a pay-per-view and got pretty much all the <laughs> all the pay-per-view. Yeah. But, you know, give us a chance to yeah, to rewatch all this stuff, so. Yeah, I really did. That, that video is 10 hours long. So, Oof, okay, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's it for Road Rage. Hopefully, next week we're at our we're at a destination. Yep, we'll have some fresh matches. Maybe an inside Ring of Honor. Who knows? We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, it's like they, I I think that's done. You know, I um, yeah, you know, I. I know you hated them, but I, I kind of miss it a little bit. They had their place. I look forward to like this, the inside Ring of Honor, all that, like more like the pandemic area when it was like Quinn McKay at the desk and be like, here's what's going on in Ring of Honor. It's like, I'm here for this. Yeah. I like that they're actually filling in information where a lot of times, like, wow, you guys are going to have a match. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we are, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> and uh, it looks like um, I'm trying to do this without like, looking too much in the future, but I think we get AJ for a solid, solid run here. All right, Tom, we got, we got, we got anything else on the docket for tonight? Uh, no, yeah, I think that's uh, probably time to pull a train to the station. But uh, obviously, thanks to all the high fivers and uh, all the questions of dishonor, um, you know, and uh, I will fill this in a little bit later. But obviously, thanks to everyone over at Visionaries Global Media. Um, they do have a Discord. Uh, Freeze and I were talking about that. Might be to kind of just kind of jump in there and uh, get that revigorated again. Uh, but obviously, shout out to the fan from Ringside, uh, Matt Graham and Rupnish guy over at Good Cop, Bad Cop. Uh, hopefully we get to see some more from Chad and Diesel. Um, got a couple good episodes of Midwestern Wrestling Roundup this week. I uh, checked out a great conversation I had with uh, Mr. Bill Williams, former guest of the Shining Wizards podcast. Great dude. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Charlotte's a good friend of the show, um, a good friend, Josh. Over, I know he's uh, he's listening. Well, he's not listening right now because we're recording. Uh, but yeah, I will see him tomorrow over at ICW Milwaukee. But uh, thanks to my cats, uh, my wife for the great Valentine's Day picture. Um, even though I can't share it with anybody, but uh, yeah, well, that's right. We didn't we didn't talk uh, we didn't talk about on air how your wife got you, uh, you know, a, a pinup photo calendar that you got hanging up by your desk. No, it's her posing with different Harleys and pool tables and Harleys, huh? Car stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we are Milwaukee. It's where Harleys are from, so I mean, you know, it's been known to happen. So, no, you know, maybe it's just a bunch of pictures with of just Faith with some some Miller Lite cans and a couple wedges of cheese. You know, let your imagination run wild. Um, but no, this is a very nice family portrait of the four of us. So, uh, I really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing it whenever I eventually make it out to Milwaukee. Yeah, so uh, hopefully here next because I'm sure it's great, and she's just hard on herself. Yeah. So, but uh, thanks to Will, obviously, you know, hopefully things went a little bit better this week. You know, I was kind of dog shit last week, so thanks again for for picking me up last week. So. No, yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't all me. Yeah. You know, life is a, uh, you know, I haven't posted shit on the Twitter this week. It's just been. The way stuff has been, right? Where we got some flurries of snow out here. It's going to be all gone by tomorrow. But, you know, it's like we're in that kind of spotty weather-wise where it's like, eh, is it still winter? Are we out of the winter? Is it nice enough to, like, be outside again? Because I went for a walk this morning, and it was brisk. We'll say brisk. Because I was like, it's. I, there's a couple times where I'm like, damn, this is like cutting through my shoes. <laughs> the wind chill. Yeah, um, cut through your shoes. And uh, I know I've asked you this before, but do you guys have like that deep, like hum, uh, humid cold? Because the humidity makes all the fucking difference. I mean, it's dry as fuck out here. Okay. Dry cold, I mean. You know, um, shout out to Stanley, Idaho. Uh, you know, as the as the head tour guide for uh, no, what would you call me, Will? Uh, you are the head of tourism for Stanley, yeah. Idaho. Um, wow, I, see. I mean, there, see, you hear that? That's your that's your going through right there. <laughs> um. Wait, Kenny King's gonna be in LFI? That's cool. Um, yeah, Kenny King was on uh, Ring of Honor. I heard that. The most recent episode, Russell uh, Dalton Castle. That's cool. Yeah, but listen, I mean, listen, Stanley, you know, it'd be, it'd be, you know, 25, 30 below, but it'd be dry, so it wasn't as bad. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of humid colds here, so today was not like that. So yeah, we also we got like two inches of snow, so it's just heavy and wet. But yeah, it'll be gone in a day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Will. I think that's probably it. So, um, cool, cool. Thanks. You know, just round it out. Thank you, VGM. Thank you, Shining Wizards Network. Thank you to our wives and the cats, and thank you, Tom. 
you 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 bring the ship together you you bring us out you bring us back in we're never lost at sea i don't know about that but um yeah yeah it was awesome but uh yeah high fivers um yeah we'll talk to everybody uh next this has been a visionaries global media production visionaries global media envisioning excellence on a global scale.